So I was a weird kid because at that same sort of age, I was getting up at the same sort of time, but I was watching Judge Judy <laughs> or Murder She Wrote. <laughs> I don't know why. Hello and welcome to the Daily Point with me, John. And <laughs> me, Jack. Uh, because of the disgusting state that Hollywood and Hollywood films are in these days, we thought we'd talk about the films that made us. Yes. It's also a little riff of the documentary I watched, which was called The Toys That Made Us. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. Uh, so, shall we start? Shall we one by one in our list? Who wants to go first? Uh, you go first. Okay, uh, this one's going to be really obvious because I've talked about it in nearly every other um, thing we've talked about. Uh, but The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship, The Re-2000, The Return of the King, not The Hobbit or The Amazon Atrocity. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Amazon Atrocity. Uh, it's that thing can burn and die. I mean, a The horse, one we shan't speak I of. I think a horse died on set recently in the, well, they were filming the season two of Amazon's The Rings of Power. And I, I would think, say it got a good escape from it. I think, it, I think yeah. I did it to itself. I think it was looking around. It was like, good God, this load of shit. (laughs) And it just killed itself. My great-grandfather was in the originals. It it just ran into the camera. (laughs) My great-grandfather was was in the originals. (laughs) He wouldn't bear to the the sight of this monstrosity. Back then we filmed on film. It just ran into a wall. And killed itself, yeah. (laughs) That's the way every person would go. Um, Anyway, so the films came out in 01, 02, and 03. uh, 2000 and 3 for you Gen Zs. Um, and during those years, I was six, seven, and eight years old, and they came out around yeah, every yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah. time. I remember. Um, anyway, I still remember the seats and the cinemas. I said that in the wrong order. I still remember the cinemas and the seats I sat in for every <laughs> single one of those films. Um, and it was really, it blew my mind. I literally believed it to be like real history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the way they made it. They kind of tried to make yeah, it yeah, like, yeah. like history. Anyway, but when I left Bal- uh, junior yeah. school and he yeah. said it then yeah. um, when I left junior school I didn't watch it and I completely forgot about it from the years of like 12 to like 16 and when I was 16 I got my first Amazon account and I bought the trilogy off Amazon a box set it was I like, remember you buying it that, was like yeah. 30 something pounds which back then was a lot of no, money I thought still. you went and bought it from a shop I thought remember you buying them from I a bought shop. It off. I've still got my Amazon I can show you I've still no, got no, my no, Amazon no, I don't believe you anyway um, and then I just fell in love with it all again and just thought but, but I've realised so that's there was a 4 or 5 year gap while my brain was developing where I didn't watch it so these days I would probably have to wait like 6 plus years to forget about certain scenes, mm. to then have that watching it for the first time again type feel. But like it become, it sort of become your comfort franchise, didn't it? Because like even on like a night out, you go and get drunk, go back, you'd probably pop on a Lord of the Rings. I used to Lord of the Rings yeah. with my kebab, yeah, and cry and fall asleep and fall asleep. But it was like a comfort thing to you, it yeah. Became, essentially, it, it, was, it, it become... was a great thing, yeah. So like, um, I know what you're saying, comfort things. Like when uh, when I was younger, a lot of my friends all left my area, and I was completely alone. It was horrible. Um, but like, I would just stick on Lord of the Rings and chill yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, but I um, so I know the whole franchise in, in a general, like those three specifically of the franchise is is your thing. But if you had to pick one that was the most impactful to you, oh, of those that's three hard. films. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, okay. So the sense of going on an adventure, you can't beat the first film. Yeah. It is. People do argue it's the most boring because it takes like thirty-five minutes. It's all set up. Thirty-five, forty minutes for them just to leave the bloody yeah. shire. It's all set up, though. Um, 
But that's why I actually prefer. I love the. This is going to get me a lot of hate online. I love the extended versions because there's so much more in them. But I think the theatrical versions flow better. No, that's like why you have theatrical cuts. Yeah. Um, oh god. <laughs> I mean, the first one's got Boromir in as well, and he dies obviously. So <laughs> just pick one. It that. depends on the mood I'm in, though, because like, like, like <laughs> okay, Hel- 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 Helm's, De- Helm's Deep is still the is still the best medieval era battle scene that's ever been filmed. Okay, it's never been beaten. Okay, and people will agree. I'm pretty sure this is written down somewhere. You, you can't argue it. it is the best medieval type era battle scene to ever be filmed. So you you literally couldn't pick one out of them. It's okay, we don't have to force it. If I had to rewatch one yeah. multiple times, yeah. it would be the first one. Okay. Because the sense of adventure. Okay. No, that's um, cool. That's cool. For epicness, it's the third one. <laughs> for battle, it's the second one. So it's all three. <laughs> well, the thing is, they were meant to be like one book. Yeah, yeah. But he was forced I to break them I just want to know that, so. like, if you had to narrow it down really, which one was but the most impactful. It's a bit like The Hobbit, though, because like, the first Hobbit's actually one of my favourite ones, because it's that sense of adventure again. So yeah, okay. maybe throughout my life as I get older, it'll change. Okay, we'll but... go with that. We'll go with that. I just wanted to. Yeah, first one. Uh, so my first film I've put down is Small Soldiers. Oh yeah, I love this. It came out in 1998. That's on Netflix in the moment. Yep, came out in 1998, and it's literally just uh, I don't know. I suppose because I was a kid at the time, and it was like a slightly more demented version of like Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, you got these commando toys and these sort of like creature uh, what wildlife. Again? What? Uh, so you got the uh, the commandos and the gorgonites. Gorgonites, that's it. Which are like the more like wildlifey creatures who are kind of like they made these toys, but they got military chips in them. I like at the end though, like he when they uh, the gorgonites, he puts them on his little ship, puts them on a little boat. But like that yeah. thing ain't gonna survive shit. That little boat. I don't think it was in a sea. But I swear it was, like it was a in river. like a river, a in, like, river. a park. Like, yeah, freshwater yeah. river. Like, yeah. it's like that's what the. What, when you, when you talk about like comfort films, one of that for me that is the epitome of like a Sunday afternoon film mm. to put on. I I absolutely love that film. It's just comforting. It is a good film. And it is a fun film. But it's not going to be my top. Like five the animatronics films. and stuff, everything holds up still in it. Considering it's nineteen ninety eight, it was CGI, wasn't it? Uh, parts, I think. I thought it was just CGI. I don't think I don't think it all is. It's nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I mean CGI. Jurassic Park was ninety two. It might be. I can't and that remember. Was I'd have f- to look at it. I mean, late eighties you had CGI. So I think there's a lot know. of practical stuff in there as well as. Yeah, I reckon there's a lot of practical stuff. But yeah. to me, it all still holds up regardless. Yeah, and it's a good film. Talking about uh, models and stuff, that new Barbie film's coming out soon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that won't be on the list. Come on, Ken. <laughs> all right, Barbie. <laughs> it's just one of those films that I remember it being impactful, yeah. and I think. Because you, uh, you know, you, it's like Toy Story, but it was a more mature. Version. Yeah, I get that. I get that. So, and I loved how like it was military chips hardware that got yeah, lost yeah, or stolen yeah, yeah. or whatever. No, they just put military to make the toys work better, so they put military yeah. chips in them. But it's weird because like the toys are just plastic figurines. So, what would putting a chip into a plastic figurine do? <laughs> Nothing. But at one so point put it in this world, so I remember one point they you know. the commandos put like chips into like these like Barbie toys as well. Yeah, they have them yeah, like, as well. Fucks up, don't they? They're like literally, they're like pinning down the humans and have like and like stabbing them with like little like yeah. other toys that they've made and stuff. I think it's quite dark actually. <laughs> oh yeah, it was quite good though. Yeah. <laughs> nice. oh, what's your next one? Uh, okay, my first line for this description anyway is: "It's an ugly planet, a bug planet, a planet hostile to life." Ah! 
Oh, ants. Starship troopers. Oh. <laughs> that works too, actually. Uh, yeah, when they attack the, uh, the termite hill, where it is. Uh, yeah, no, Starship troopers. Uh, so, when I was a child... When I was a wee boy. When I was a wee lad, probably around the age of five or six, uh, my dad let me stay up late one night. Yeah. He probably had a few drinks. Uh, and like watched, you can still remember and Starship Troopers was on TV and yeah. he let me watch it. Yeah. And that is not a film for kids to watch, by the way. There not are really, boobies no. and brain sucking. And when I say brain sucking, I don't mean booby brain sucking. I mean brain brain sucking. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, actually, can we go back to Lord of the Rings, by the way? I've also just read something on here. Um, when my dad bought back the first film, he bought it back on VHS. Yeah. That's how old we are. <laughs> I just gave up Small Soldiers and that was 1998. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to uh, uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah. So anyway, he let me uh, stay up late and watch it. Uh, loved it. Scared of it. And then I found out when I was a kid, there was an animated series, but it was on at like half five, six o'clock in the morning. So when I was like six years old, I'd get up, get up at like yeah. half five. I set my alarm on my little bedtime clock and then yeah, uh, yeah. get up at half five, go downstairs and watch the animated series. Um so I was a weird kid because at that same sort of age, I was getting up at the same sort of time, but I was watching Judge Judy or Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Well, you've always called me the old man. I know, but I, I was like, I remember being like six and getting up at like six in the morning to watch Judge Judy and like Murder, She Wrote. I mean, when I was a kid, <laughs> my parents, my because I was getting up early all the time, I said to my parents one day, I was like, I'll make you your morning cup of teas. And they were like, oh, that's very kind of you, John. And then uh, when I was a kid, anyway, I didn't realise you put milk in tea. <laughs> so I just brought them up some tea bags with hot water in it. <laughs> Which yeah. actually saying that most people drink nowadays. It's but, the yeah. thought that counts. Yeah, yeah. Dad was like, I think once I just put milk in, not hot water. So, yeah, I'm all growing up. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I just went on the tangent. It just reminded me of getting up early and watching <laughs> Judge Judy. I was watching Judy. Starship Troopers, the animated series. I was you watching, watching Judge, Judge Judy, Judy or Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. I fucking love that programme. That's uh, alright. Is that... Um... It's the one where she's a yep. book writer. Oh, God. I've been to the place where she wrote some of the books as well. Yeah. Agatha Christie, whatever it is. No. Uh, no. Miss Marple? No. no I, I, I genuinely, don't. I can't remember. It's so I long ago know. when I used to watch fucking Murder, She Wrote. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, Starship Troopers impacted you. I, I've, yeah, the first one. The second one was more horror you showed me the first film. I think you were the one that Probably. got me to watch it. Probably. I remember it being a very good film. It fair. was. It was a massive. It was when it came out. It was actually so. It was like a hundred and ten million dollar budget, which back then was huge. Um, and I think it was actually a bit of a flop when it came out. But then it got this like cult following, and I think it did make its money back in the end. The sequel was all low budget. Stuff, yeah, like the second they? film was like a five million dollar budget straight to DVD film. Yeah, and it was a horror esque version. Uh, the third film came out in, like two thousand twelve. I'm gonna say. I mean, and that was just a low budget. I, I never played it, but, they, but it looked really, like they had a really good piece of Really, game what has well. taken off is the Japanese have done animated films of Starship Troopers, and they are really good. And they've got some of the act voice, the, the actors come and lend their voices to it. I can't imagine many of them and, got much of it. No, but they are really good because like, Starship Troopers World is so out there because it's based on these books from like, the 50s or whatever, um, where it's kind of hard to do it live action. Was there Patrick Harris in it? Yeah, it was MPH. Mm, yeah. Thought so. uh, but yeah, I think it's P. Something von Haven or whatever his name was the guy that directed it. But he, I, the first film was amazing. But yeah, there was also a lot of like Nazi satire. Like, yeah, yeah. And that, but like it, it was quite a straight riff on Nazis. Basically, it was really weird though because when you think about it, men and women were equal in that society. And that like, is weird. And like the president, <laughs> the, the woman that takes the woman that takes over, like commander of the whole military, is a black lady. So mm. even though it is like a weird 
far right Nazi esque, you know, future. Yeah, but it's Nazis against bugs. That's what... Yeah, but 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 they're not really Nazis though, because they're not racist anymore. No, but they're far right in other ways. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but also that's the thing though, because like, they wear a lot of grey. Well, yeah, like, I love. It's I like wearing, riff on Nazis. I like when I know. I say. Oh, okay. I won't finish my sentence. Then. Um, <laughs> that's I, it. I like. I like wearing blacks and greys. And I was like, I was like, those fucking Nazis really ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and the name Adolf, they've ruined that. Um, <laughs> that doesn't really affect me. Otherwise, your middle name. That's gonna be my. I, that's gonna be my future Reddit. Am I the arsehole? Am I the arsehole for name my kid Adolf? <laughs> the answer would be yes. Uh, so my next one, much like your Lord of Rings thing, uh, Star Wars. Oh yes, yes. You know it's very impactful to me. I love Star Wars, but on, unlike you, I will narrow it down. Oh. I will say Phantom Menace. I haven't watched any Star Wars films in probably over 10, 12 years. So The Phantom Menace, I'm mostly specifically saying because it's the the films that made us. Wait, was that Um, the early 2000 ones? Yeah, yeah. No, that was 1999. That one. Basically early 2000s. Uh, That is the most impactful one to me. Do you remember 1999? That is the one I remember going to the cinema to see. Yep, I guess you do. Uh, So, yes. And I remember being like amazed at the world. I remember liking the pod racing scene. Yeah, that was fucking great as a kid. That I mean, obviously, cool. a lot of the stuff doesn't hold up now. At the time, I remember it looking kind of amazing still. Um, yeah. And also, I think Liam Neeson's probably my favorite. Yes, in all of the films, a hundred percent. Qui Gon Jinn, I think, was my favorite character. And perhaps it's because I remember all the merch and stuff around at the time as well, all yeah. the different toys and that. But that, to me, that was the one that really stuck out in my head. I saw this, although, th- be it not the best film. Yeah, I saw this thing where Anakin, because they thought he was the chosen one, but he actually was the chosen one in the end, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So because like he was, I think the chosen one, the theory, what was it, the, the prophecy where it was? That's prophecy. He'll, he'll be balanced to the force by killing his father or something. No, and he, he throws Count whatever down the hole. Count whatever, uh, you know, Palpatine. Palpatine. I was in Count Dooku. Uh, it's just the, I think the theory is just uh, the thing was just here bring balance to the force. Yeah, but George Lucas confirmed as well. It was actually yeah. Anakin is the chosen one. It's not. Yeah. It's not Luke. Yeah. So, but the, the Jedi obviously didn't quite. You know, read the fine print where it said also he'd destroy the Jedi Order beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Take me and get really kind of. But Qui Gon Jim was my favourite yeah. in the whole franchise. And again, it's not the best film because there's a lot of politics bollocks in it and Jar Jar's ridiculous. Definitely. But as a kid, it was, it was fucking great. I remember watching them as a kid and it was yeah, mildly entertaining. And all the, so, the, the new enemies of being the robots, the they game, were really the fun games as well. and toys came out afterwards. As always. The merchandise, I think, is obviously yeah. one of the most impactful things of Star Wars. Is that what George Lucas always kept hold of? Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, That's yeah. Right, yeah. So. But, but I mean, go, go, I mean, you have like your bubble baths, you know, bloody sweets, so everything would all be Star Wars yeah, around the time. Yeah. Go back to... Uh, oh, hold on, one more thing. I'll go for it. And Darth Maul. He was cool. He was so cool. He was cool. Yeah. God, so cool. Oh, yes. I think he's one of my favourite bad guys. I think he's probably... I probably actually prefer him to Darth Vader in the film franchise. I would rather hang out with Darth Vader. Yeah, Darth yeah, Maul. yeah. Darth Vader's obviously still. So like Darth Vader, Darth Vader, you do one weird joke and he chokes you. Well, yeah, but he's still an impactful bad guy. But I like Darth Maul was just kind of this silent. Talking about choking, uh, do you know Hitler had an issue with flatulence and he used to do it to test people? Why? Why are we doing? <laughs> just random fact. Um... <laughs> Your next one, then. Anyway, so we're going back to 1999. I still remember in school writing in books, like, first of, uh, first of uh, I don't know, uh, uh, March 1999. Yeah, yeah, And I remember being really confused, like, why am I not writing 1999 anymore when it turned to 2000? <laughs> so. The turn of the millennium. Yeah. 
Uh, go on, you do your next one. We were born when we still had an empire. Technically. Uh, this one's going to be a bit controversial for me because it's not films I actually care about that much, but there was a big impact on me. With the Harry Potter films one to four, so Frost oh, of yeah, Stone, Chamber of yeah. Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, and the Goblet of Fire. Again, you know that Philosopher's Stone is that's that's one I remember a lot of merch. Yeah, tons being out around the time. Um, and I think the reason for it was my sister was a big fan of the books, and if she kept a copy of those bloody books. Oh, did you see a Game Boy Color sold for like twelve hundred dollars the other day? Yeah, I everybody had. I had a Game I Boy loved Color. Game Boy Color. Jesus Christ! I think why they're worth so much money. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um, yeah. So because it became like a bit like Lord of the Rings because it came out around the same time, but um, it became that like family trip. Yeah, where you go to the cinema and you watch them, but only the first four because after the fourth one. That you had all the Half Blood Prince and all that. Everyone stuff. was a bit older at that point. Yeah, we got a bit older, and it was a, no. I didn't get tired with Harry Potter. I just got a bit bored with it. I guess. Yeah, and yeah. see, I remember watching the earlier ones and, and enjoying it, but like to the point where we're older now, and I haven't seen them all. So they're all on Netflix, and that's why I put it in. It, <coughs> yeah, I, I do kind of need it. But what was interesting about that is say about that the Harry Potter one. I remember there being lots of merch coming out. Like I remember you could buy like the chocolate frogs and stuff like that from it. Yes. But so yeah. yeah, Star Wars the same. I don't remember a lot with Lord of Rings of merch. There's tons of Lord of Rings merch. Is there really? Because I don't remember yeah, it tons. as much. Maybe because it just wasn't no, what I was into. Like, but like in the early 2000s, if you went to like a hippie beach, like if you went down to Cornwall, everybody that was selling stuff on the beach, there would always be one person who was selling like little gold rings it's for you to put on like a necklace. And yeah, stuff but like there were things so, like like bubble baths um, and stuff like that. You know how like Star Wars and Harry Potter kind of branched you could out probably into find it. crazy merch. Yeah. Um. Next one for me is, and you'll know this about me anyway, John, because you know me well, uh, Die Hard. <laughs> uh, it's 1988. We weren't alive then. We weren't alive then. That's weird when you think about that, because like, we've watched so many, we're big film nuts, we've watched oh, yeah, so yeah. many films in that era. Like, but we I just alive. remember my dad always showing me action films from the 80s, Yeah. and Die Hard was, was one of my favourites. I watch it every year at Christmas, pretty much. Well, it's a Christmas film, isn't it? It is so. a Christmas film, and I won't fight anyone that says it's not. Um... Alan Rickman, bad guy. Alan Great performance. Uh, He's dead now, isn't he? He is, yeah. Um, obviously, John McClane, played by Bruce Willis. I saw this So charismatic. Crazy. Who's the black policeman in, in the first one? I can't remember his name. Yeah, I saw this crazy theory that the first film is actually like a love story between him and that black policeman. Oh, they got bromance. Like a yeah. bromance oh, yeah. love story between them. And it, it made it, it made so much sense. They have theory. a great bromance that grows yeah. throughout that like, film. Like when he escapes the, when like all the police are there and he, he saves a day and he like comes out of the building, the first person he hugs is the policeman. It's not, it's not his wife. Or yeah. <laughs> it's because he's been talking to him throughout the entire yeah. trauma, uh, trauma Trua, of it. Yeah. And they, he's been the only thing that's sort of helping him get through it. I love that. I thought it's just one of those films where like, he wasn't like a, He's not like a particularly crazy good action guy. He's not a crazy good fighter or whatever. He's literally just a beat cop that's like yeah. struggling through this sort of. But also, like before he did that film, he was a TV personality, like yeah, a TV yeah, yeah. series, like a sitcom. And and like uh, there was a lot of hate when he got hired mm. to be it. But then what the director did was quite clever. Is he lied? He lied, of course. But he he said that he was paying him like five, ten million dollars to do this film, which was like an astronomical amount of money back in those days. Yeah. Basically, because he said, "Oh, he 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 did this audition, and I was so impressed, I decided to pay him that amount of money." Yeah, and that's what made everybody think, "Oh, okay, he's going to do something special." And I don't think he did pay him that amount of money, but 
surprised. Be great that massive franchise. I think so. the thing that makes that film so good is he's a bit like a, you know, like an Indiana Jones in that, like he's sort of bumbling his way through it and yeah. just about surviving in the just, fights and stuff. Can they just reboot Indiana Jones now? With my point I'm more so is fed up with things like like now. that and like Die Hard and stuff like that. You see them actually struggling in modern action films. The stars can't be seen to be struggling in a fight. They have to be way better skill wise and beat the crap out of people. Or women. Do you know what I mean though? Like, like <laughs> The Rock would never lose a fight. Yeah, it's in his contract, sort of isn't it? And Same with like, like Vin Diesel, Jason Statham there. Whereas like Bruce Willis, you see him, he's getting battered throughout yeah, the that film. But, that's, but what we don't understand is your character has to have an arc. Yeah. Okay. So you have to start somewhere, work your way up, and then get everything taken away from you. You get beaten, yeah, the crowd, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably die, somehow got brought back, and then you have to build yourself back. You up can't just be then, invincible. Yeah. You can't just like win every yeah, single yeah, fight, yeah. and then exactly. You know, that oh, yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's that's my. That's why I hate most action, modern action films. Yeah. They're not. They don't stand up to the level of like Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, so my one is Thor one, uh, and the reason why is when I was becoming a young man. I think I was around the age of sixteen at that time. Uh, I loved. Chris Hemsworth interpretation of Thor only the first film I haven't liked any other Thor films that, that one's a bit more comic book accurate I think yeah, that he's one, just a man he's just a, a manly man in it um, <laughs> manly man any other films I mean you had the not Love and Thunder the one before that the Taika Waititi when he went at comedy when he went funny which worked because you can do you can do comedy once but then after that you killed the characters and it just became the whole MCU yeah, formula so at that, that point fi- that last film Love and Thunder was just a point yeah um, anyway, so I only, I've only liked him in the first film. Um, anyway, but it inspired me to get fit in that year. Uh, so I started cycling to school and started meeting you and somebody else, and we cycled to school. I then cycled to the gym after uh, school and then cycled home. And then when the summer holiday came, so we were 16 at this point, so we were leaving like GCSE, yeah, yeah. sexual school. I was going to the gym every other day. And before going to Kenya that year, uh, I went on the uh, uh, scale thing at the gym where it yeah. puts out a ticket and it tells you your height and your weight and your BMI. And mine can, and I've still got the ticket at home. And <laughs> it was uh, six foot two, uh, 14 stone, uh, and a few pounds. And my BMI was 24. <laughs> uh, and when I was in Kenya in a holiday, a girl who I was hanging out with in the pool, she asked me if I worked out because she thought I looked uh, pretty fit. Uh, I was actually too embarrassed to say I, did. I don't know why but I was too embarrassed to say I didn't even though I did a lot <laughs> uh, anyway uh, and also that's where my love of jeans and leather boots came from all that came from Thor 1 <laughs> yeah uh, so see as the films got worse you lost that motivation of God. being like Thor <laughs> films life love. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what he looks like now. <laughs> he's uh, playing the more recent. Uh, he's let himself interpretation. go. Yeah, I didn't realise I was actually looking at Odin. <laughs> I was following the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, I'm now blinding one up. <laughs> a bit yeah, that, that was quite something to say about that. I don't you know yeah. what those. None of those films even came to mind to me actually. Um, the my next That's one. The only one. That's the only Marvel film that has been blown me away or anything like that. My next one is from 1998, and it's Rush Hour. I love the Rush Hour films. Jackie Chan. A bit racist, though, aren't they? One of my favourite Jackie Chan films is the Rush Hour franchise with Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker's not in many other films. I think he's in the Fifth Element, Sixth Element, whatever it's called. Fifth Element? Fifth Element. Sixth Element. 
Fifth Element. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. The sixth, Bruce Willis space sixth, one. Sixth Element. <laughs> um, but I just love that. It's, uh, for me, again, a comedy action-y film. They have great chemistry. I've got my notification. <laughs> Good. Cool. Uh, they've got great, uh, great chemistry. They're amazing films. Have you seen them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made me watch them. Like, oh, well, yeah. the first that time I was around your house when we were kids. So that makes sense. They were just cracking. And for me, it's pinnacle Jackie Chan. It's Fifth Element, 1997. Oh, Fifth Element. 97 as well. But it's one of the other few films that Chris Tucker's actually in. Um, but yeah, that, that to me was, oh, was, was so phenomenal. Conf- I remember watching that when I was a kid before meeting you. Uh, the Fifth Element, sorry. Um, and Chris Tucker, the way he looked and it was so weird, the way he talked. <laughs> it's weird. I, just, I liked his, him and Jackie Chan's chemistry. Mm. They're still good pals to this day as well, which is uh, which is nice. But they did they tried to remake it. Into Jackie Chan's kind of given up on Hollywood, or he left Hollywood, didn't he? They to... tried to remake it into a TV show. I did hear about that. It failed. Didn't yeah, it? I watched the, the first season. It was bad. It was not good. No, it sounds not pretty bad. But the movies, I think, are good. Hmm. They impacted me. I I I enjoyed them. They weren't. They didn't blow me away or anything. But... Oh, they're just good buddy cop films. Yeah, it's a good buddy, buddy cop film. That wasn't Jackie Chan, like, was in Hollywood and stuff. He, he left, didn't he, to uh, he make did, stuff in China. He did it again as a pinnacle of, like, our childhood. Like, I remember the Jackie Chan Adventures series. That I love that animation. That was great. It was, uh, his dad and his daughter. Uh, his, un- uh, wasn't it? Uncle. Or his uncle and daughter. I think it was uncle and daughter. Yeah. yeah. They had those little talismans wherever they were. And they were, like, they, like, they gave him, like, animal power yeah, things. Yeah, I love that series. That was so good. I used to run home to or cycle home or whatever to watch that. Yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. Right? Anyway, the next one. <laughs> That's my last one. Oh, is it? Yeah. I got one more then. And then I got a couple of honourable mentions. Okay. Uh, so, last one for I've what I've picked. mentions and I've got a couple of them. But yeah. 2004. Yes. National Treasure. Nicholas Cage. Yes. Probably, is he, was he at his pinnacle at that point or was just past uh, the pinnacle? He was 90s, very early 2000s pinnacle. So, probably pinnacle. at pinnacle. So, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that was the end. Uh, I think Lord of War, National Treasures was the end of his yeah, peak. Okay. So, so, two there's two films, but I'm just going to say the first one it's anyway. Back, I, I loved those Love kind of like treasure hunter-y sort of Indiana films. Jones. Yeah, where they're following yeah. the clues. They're being chased by the bad guys who are trying to also get to whatever yeah. treasure what's first. What's the religious one? Um, uh, religious one, that's the Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. Those type of films, I really enjoy that, that yeah. type of film. Yeah, same, same. I and for well. me, the Nicolas Cage one, I, I thought I loved him in these films. It was great. It was a good mix of comedy as well. In them. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just remembering it through my head now. What, the film? Yeah. Doesn't it start when they're like in the Arctic or something and they find like a boat? Yeah, Sean Bean. Yeah, Sean so, Bean. Um, Sean Bean. Always evil, always dies. And they're chasing down some sort of treasure. And I think they have to go to like, they break into a desk that's in like Buckingham Palace or something. Yeah. Get a bit of wood off of that and stuff. Stuff like that. It was really good. I love those films. That was good. Okay. They've recently made a very wokey Disney Plus series of National Treasure. It's oh, okay. not that great. Disney Plus is dying. All of Disney is dying. The thing is, Disney will never die because like, Disney, I think Disney film lost like a billion and a half, two billion, like a huge amount of money. But Disney as a whole made like thirty billion in profit. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it's all merch, probably. Yeah, but uh, it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, I still made myself watch that series because of how much I love National Treasure. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Again, those films are something I'd happily chuck on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I would very happily. And probably my, f- I think they've got to be my favorite Nicolas Cage film. Mm. Should we move on to honourable mentions? Go, man. I'm trying to come up with something now, so... Should I just reel mine off and we can have a little joke about them? Go for it. Do you want me to just reel them all off now in order? And then we can... 
so we got uh, 2000, it came out, Gladiator. Yes, yep. I still watch I it. Mean, like, come on, we, both, we both love that film. Yep. Are you um, not entertained? I, Rus- I am. Russell Crowe, probably one of his best films. When I he think. was peaking, yep. yep. And it's when they first did the, tried the CGI, didn't they, of the yeah, guy's face who died. Didn't it didn't well. look great. But 2000, it works, it's but not bad. Oh, um, 2007, super bad. <laughs> yes, that is a film. <laughs> that is a film <laughs> we based our later teenage years on. How many times have we watched that as yeah, well? And how many times do we think we can go out and get laid? It never happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we literally get off the bus just like them. <laughs> In the high street. <laughs> yeah, 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 Whatever. Yeah. And that was probably, <laughs> would you say that, was that Jonah Hill's big first that was the one, film? like, because he was a bit too old to be in that film. But like, he begged them and like convinced them to hire Could him. Seth Rogen, yeah, I think. and it was a great thing. Oh yeah, yeah the thing yeah. is, he got he got typewriters like that fat, funny fellow. He hated that. And the bloody uh, McLovin. McLovin. <laughs> McLovin. <laughs> and he just gets punched in the face by his bike. Oh, when the when the guy gets like the period blood on his leg when he's like dancing with the girl. He's like, dude, what is that? He's like, what's what? He's like, stealing he beer, isn't he? He goes to the guy, he's like, oh, we've got, we got matching stains. And he goes, that's my girlfriend. That's like a mark of his girlfriend. Oh, that's how he knew it was her? Yeah. Oh, that's nasty. Um, so the next one is quite, uh, quite a change up. Uh, 2002, which is Spy Kids 2, The Island of Lost Dreams. Uh, I didn't think much I think of Spy Kids I think it had Kids Steve films. Buscemi in it. And he's know. on the island, and it had like the weird creatures that were like a mix. It'd be yeah, like a that, gorilla, yeah. but with like spider legs. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I fucking loved that film. I don't know because I liked when he like. I thought the CGI was quite good when it was had like the little mini animals on the island, so oh, you could I've see just, where they I've were. Just one as well now, so. And then the last one is nineteen ninety seven, Batman and Robin. That's the bat nipples one. No, no, Christian Bale Batman films. Top top. Batman I films. liked the Batman and Robin film with George Clooney. I think he makes a very good Bruce Wayne. I mean, it's very ridiculous when they're like bidding on Poison Ivy and he pulls out the back credit card. Mm. <laughs> and you've got fucking, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> as Mr. Freeze. Time to chill. Time to cool off. Yeah. <laughs> All those stupid puns. Yeah. Uh, Freeze. Okay. Uh, oh, God. I, I, I love those films. I don't care what anyone says to me. Okay, now I've thought of two, though, now. But go on then. Go uh, for your honourable mention. Sam Raimi's Spider Man One. I did think about putting that in there, to be honest, and possibly Spider Man Two as well. I did think about putting that in there because I think at that point that was probably the best superhero I film. Still, I would still out. say the first Spider Man film is still the best Spider Man film I've seen. And the fighting brutal. That's the him thing. And Green Goblin. That's what I mean. Like that scene where they're fighting, yeah, he's brutal. Like, oh! and he's like jaws like looks like it's doing just like came blood going out. You know that that is why I. Th- it's more realistic, in my opinion. Like, I, like I want to say it's one of the more brutal superhero fights we've still seen yeah. to this day. Yeah, I would, I would say it's the most realistic. That's why I love Thor one and Spider Man one. I would still say are my favorite superhero comic book whatever movies to date. I'm. I will give the new Spider Man credit in that that last film, his uh, fight scene with the Green Goblin was also pretty brutal. I think you and I were both quite surprised by that. Actually, I will. I'll give him props for if, that. If I say Thor one and Spider Man one are like one hundred percent, I would say that is ninety nine point nine nine percent. I forgot about that. That film, fight scene was fair. so good, and it's not even that fight scene. It's also where he he gets stuck in the uh, flats with him. 
the apartment. Yeah, and yeah, he, like, jumps yeah, on yeah, him yeah, and falls yeah, through yeah. The, yeah the, that was a good scene. To be that fair, was good, actually. I, I, I give him that props that for modern uh, superhero films. That's, that's the only film that's now propping up Disney and uh, and Sony, isn't it? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, actually, I would probably include that one into those three films: Spider Man One, Thor. Thor one, but does that Spider-Man Homecoming or Far From Home or <laughs> what, uh, uh, what's it called? The other one. <laughs> the, other, the other one. The latest. It's the latest one. Spider-Man isn't it? Exposed. I, I can't remember what it's called. Graduation. Uh, okay, anyway, but that's Spider-Man as well. But uh, his thing is like, like Iron Man. I used to love Iron Man. Yeah, but I hated what they did with the tech because, like, the first two films, maybe three. It's a natural progression of tech of technology, but then it started getting into the nanotech and all stuff like that, and I was like, it's just not realistic. I always kind of hate when they get into like nanotech bullshit. Yeah, and like it went from you can see where it went from like somewhat practical to fully CGI everything, and I was just I hate that. I've just thought of another film actually that would be on my honourable mention. Go for it, Agent Cody Banks. Fucking hell, you, that guy. He's the Malcolm in the Middle guy. Yeah. Do you yeah. know he had nine concussions and he has complete memory loss now. He doesn't even yeah. remember filming yeah. Malcolm in the Middle or yeah. anything. He's quite. He's had quite a few health issues because I think he had that heart attack at one point as well. He's like in his forties now, <laughs> I think. Um, no, he can't be. I think so. No, back in the middle was like twenty years ago, and he was like twelve at that time. I have to look it up. I'm sure he's no, like forty or forty. I would surprise maybe he's just hitting forty. Frankie Munez. So look, is his name. Uh, he's also like a race car driver now. I think does a lot of racing. Uh, but those Agent Cody Banks films, it had the girl that <clears throat> was Lizzie McGuire in it as well. But I just, yeah. you said about nanotechnology, and it made me think of that. They're great films. Gone, what, what we got? What's Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Okay. There you go. Not too far off forty then. It's hard being right all the time. <laughs> I mean, he's not far off forty. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else now. Do you remember the Agent Cody Banks films? Yeah, I, 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 I watched. I, I saw one of them and I hated it. I, I liked them. There's um, two of them. And Lizzie McGuire in it. I'm trying to think of, like Disney animated films because like when we were really young kids. Like your Little Mermaid. Well, you got to think like Hercules was always my best Disney. Film. I never liked Hercules. I loved Hercules. I never liked it. And I um, want them to do live action, and they better get Danny DeVito back to play the little pig man. Danny DeVito. <laughs> that is where evolution went wrong, isn't and it? You had, uh, <laughs> oh, who was the guy that played Hades? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, oh, oh, Lion King one. Oh, who's the guy that played the Hades? animated version, not the live action crap that they made? Who's the guy that plays it? He's got the really iconic voice. Jeremy Irons. No, no he's in Google it. Google it on your phone. You'll know uh, who I'm on about. You, you do know who I'm on about. Uh, James Woods? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a chronic voice. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably it for the films that made us then. And if oh, actually, one no, more. one more film. And this was another film where my dad should not have let me stay up and watch it, but Species 1. It's when the oh, aliens trying to reproduce with humans. But Is that like the thing with the leg scene where like, she like exposes her... In the lake, the legs. Like she opens her legs, and it's no. You said it's a really sexual one, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, what happens when she opens her legs? I don't know. There's a monster or something there, isn't it? No, no. There's one lady who like literally has sex, and like within thirty seconds, she gets pregnant, and ends up having to birth this alien. That's disgusting. It was disgusting. But anyway, I was four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And talking about another fucks, uh, mucks up things. So my family are very well known for doing like these annual summer barbecue events. Yeah. Anyway, around the same age, my dad and mum and all their friends were outside drinking. They left me in the front room on my lo- on my own on my lonesome on my lonesome, and I was watching something a uh, film on channel on film four. Anyway, that film ended, and then back then 
the Texas Chainsaw Massacre trilogy came on. <laughs> so I sat there and watched three of the Texas Chainsaw. And what makes it worse is that at that age, obviously <clears throat> I was still in love with Lord of the Rings. The guy that plays Aragorn, Viggo Mortensen, was one of the cannibals <laughs> in one of the films. And it really made me confused for a while. You just sat there watching it like, <laughs> I was crapping myself to begin with, and I was like, oh, it's Aragorn. And your mum and dad's just getting pissed in the garden. You ever sit in the garden having drinks? Yeah, they come in and check on me every so often, wonder what I'm watching. Not Every time they come in, they just see like some Texans walking around when they leave. They just come in like, you know, oh, is that, that's, that's nice, John. You enjoy your film, and you're like, help. I died. I died that day. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all the films that made us, Yeah, I would say. Uh, there's, there's so many more, but... But they're the ones that stick in the old, most log, impactful, stick in the front of the old, most log impactful. Yeah. Thank you very much for watching. Bye bye.